family. Welcome to the Film Pigs podcast. This is the only podcast on the internet that talks about movies. No one else talks about movies. Everyone's talking about true crime and murders. True crime, <laughs> murders, relationships, ghosties, Marvel podcasts, uh, uh, deep dives into um, into prestige television on streamers, but no one talks about the movies. So we thought no, we, nobody would, does. we would fill a gap. We're the film pigs. Um, yeah. From Radio Left, uh, we have Stephen J. Skelton. I love Radio Left is my favorite radio position. There's Radio Right. That's Todd Robert Anderson. Yeah, I'm Radio Right. Uh, that's just how I lean politically. Radio right. And I'm right. Ra- there was also your nickname in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Radio Right. And I'm uh, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga, Stephen Falk. <laughs> We're the Film Pigs. We're going to do a special kind of uh, Pigs podcast, slightly truncated, slightly abbreviated, slightly uh, altered. Uh, it's called The Pig Picture. Uh, this is when the host <laughs> is fucking swamped with work, as I am right now. Uh, do, doing as I was last time. As you were last time uh, uh, doing doing the thing that I'm doing. So uh, I I didn't have much time to prepare, but I did have time enough to prepare something a little special in this next segment, which you'll see. Um, I got carried away after seeing a movie, but this first segment is going to be called "Hey Pigs, What You Seen Lately." What? What you seen lately, Todd? Oh my God! Oh Todd, what, what God! See, what, uh, we're gonna so we're gonna go by and we're gonna say three things that we've seen lately, movie wise, movies. Because this is a movie podcast, as I said, the only one. Todd, what movie? Give me your first movie you've seen lately. Uh, uh the first movie I've seen lately. Uh, I I went to the theaters and I saw a movie called Antlers. Um, a, a horror film. This is gonna be a quick round robin. Yeah, it's a horror film called Antlers, yeah. and it's about the Wendigo yeah. uh, creature of uh, various lures. Uh, it's uh, really slow moving. There are antlers, okay. and they are horror. They're undeniably horror antlers. Okay. Um, but there aren't enough of them, right. and it's not that interesting getting to them. So okay. that that was that was how I felt about antlers. Okay. Uh, there's a the, yeah. It's a, it's this part of this movement of sort of folklore horror um, that has been going uh, for a while now. Yeah. From like the um, uh, 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 the um, As- Ad, Ad, what's his name Ad Asner Ad, Ad Asner. Um, Ed Astra, Ad, 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 Ad Astra, that space. Okay, yeah. That space. What movie. is Mid Somar? Is Mid Somar? Yeah, I'm talking about that guy. What's his name? Um, what, what's his name? He did, and he did the 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 the, the goat movie, the uh, um, the one with the, Anya Taylor Joy, the witch. Uh, the witch. The witch. Oh, the goat witch. Yeah, the goat witch. The really and, slow witch movie, and he did Antlers too. No, 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 no. But it's part of uh, that. He's sort of part of that movement of like these folklore horror, right? That takes almost like Norwegian you know, folklore, yeah, or, or like or Germanic folklore, or the the lamb, which is a current Icelandic sort of sort of. Uh, I, I, I haven't watched horror, that but. yet. I want to watch it. It sounds cool. Yeah, but it's a you know I I think it's a, it taps into some sort of creepy, both. Um, 
both both having that sort of legacy, uh, that old old lore um, in, inherent creepiness added to the inherent creepiness of nature, um, and I, I think that's sort of what it's what it's tapping into, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't get it. I mean, it didn't yeah. tap into anything that scared me or gave me the creeps. I, no, I, I, I got restless. There's no toilet. Uh, there's no toilet ghoulies. There's no. There's uh, no Michael toilet. Myers. There's <laughs> no. There's no. Got to have toilet. There's no, le- no there's leprechauns. No, yeah, I mean, some people I like the, in the hood or elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> or space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, or wherever Bones was. Remember Bones? He had his pimp house or whatever it was. Yeah, pimp house. Oh right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. Um, think, I do think there's an inherent creepiness in, in in that shit, in in the the wilderness and the the sort of ignorance of of folklore. There's sort of an inherent innocence uh, in 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 people who buy into that shit that that has some inherent creepiness. I think. Did you did you see the uh, did you see uh, antlers? I have not seen antlers yet, but um, okay. I just wondered what, what did you see Midsomar? I did see M- Midsomar, um, and did I, you know, Midsomar work for you on a creepy level. Midsomar worked for me on a disturbing level, not so much like the second half, but you know, this the stuff with the parents uh, at, at the beginning, and. Um, the the stuff with the the old people and the ritual, um, I found that to be kind of dreadful to watch. Um, sure, and, you know, mm. uh, and 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 yeah. viscerally kind of haunting. But then beyond that, I didn't think sort of much else of it was that creepy. But I think it really, I think it worked as a story. Like it it, it created a world that I that I believed and um, and I and. You know, from production design to sound to acting, I thought it was, it, it, it you know, it, it held together, it, it, but it didn't scare me. Did you ever see the original, not the Nick Cage, the Edward Woodward starring uh, Wicker Man? Yeah, that's, no, that's part of that element. I, not for a long, 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 long time. And the bees has taken over my cultural memory. For sure. <laughs> I just wondered if if that one worked for you because like the the original Wicker Man I never understood you know the allure of it or the legend of it because it just didn't it didn't work for me I prefer the Nick Cage one just because it was so silly yeah um, but I I don't know maybe the folklore the slow burn folklore movies don't work for me you know I don't know yeah maybe they don't um, Skelton what have you seen lately Antlers I. Uh, yeah, I did see Antlers, um, uh, and I, I'm kind of on the same page. Like, it's the folklore stuff is actually, I think it's good. Like, I mean, it's clear that it's like, hey, free IP. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, good mining material for stuff. And when it's handled right, like that whole, especially when the, the subgenre of kind of like the, 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 you know, Norwegian, Germanic, uh, 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 cold mythology, yeah, where there's always ice and snow and and foreboding kind of stuff. That kind of setting um, is is a nice setting, and the creature was fun, but there was just not much of it. Yeah. Um. So the it was a short film. Yeah, they had a they had a short film's amount of story to fill a uh, a full feature length running time. It's kind of what it ultimately felt yeah. like. Now, on the other hand. 
The other movie I saw uh, was kind of the exact opposite of that. And that movie was is called Halloween Kills. <laughs> How was that? Uh, the latest in the string. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't. Some people get really upset when uh, the f- 400th Halloween movie doesn't live up to expectations, and I, I don't have high expectations, so. Uh, most of what I want when I go to see a horror movie that is from the slasher subgenre is slashing. Uh, and uh, Halloween Kills delivers pretty well on the body count. It's got count. a high slash rate. I gotta high say. Slash rate. It's got a very high body count. And it's not bad. It's fun. Jamie Lee Curtis is on point uh, in it, uh, in uh, uh, back in it, and they're kind of continuing the the pseudo-rebooted mythology, the pseudo-sequel, because it's like the last couple have been like sequels to the original and skipping anything else that was made ever since uh, kind of set up. So they've been kind of continuing that. I guess they're doing one more. Is that right, Todd? Yes. Is there another one coming? Halloween Ends. Um, it's called spo- Cleverly. Spoiler. It, yeah. It's, it's Clever, called, cleverly. Cleverly. It's it's called Halloween Ends. Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. Uh, Michael Myers uh, is still roams free to kill again. Oh, my. That guy. That guy's <laughs> incorrigible. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't kill him. He's, why, he's are such they, a, why are they trying? He, it's something, it's like, such a, it's like COVID. Yeah. We just have to learn to live with it forever. Yeah. Because. Yeah, basically, yeah, he's <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah, it's in in this case. Yeah, he's the COVID, and everyone else are people who refuse to wear a mask. <laughs> well, Which he won't kill anyone wearing a mask. That's the trick. That's it. I, I look forward to checking that out. On a very, uh, very, very opposite spectrum, I saw Free Guy. Oh, what'd you think of that? Oh, I really hated it. Oh, yeah. really? I would. I would imagine that would be because I saw that, and uh, I, that would not be a movie that I would expect you to see voluntarily. Yeah. Well, look, I like, I, I like, I like video games. I like the idea of it. Um, I think there's something so, so sweaty and frustrating <laughs> about Ryan Reynolds as an, as an actor and this sort of, this sort of rebirth as like this, this pseudo Robert Downey Jr. Without the charm. Um, <laughs> or, or, or wow. you know, um, I find I find him very <laughs> cloying and um, and obnoxious, uh, if 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 that's okay to say. And, and, and it, sure, and, no, it's, no, I think it's okay to say because I I typically am not a uh, you know uh, a huge Ryan Reynolds fan either. I mean, I think like he just happens to be perfectly cast as Deadpool. Like he works perfectly in the Deadpool movies, and Free Guy, thought he was fine in it, but again, it's it's the concept of it wears thin pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I I found it really dispiriting and depressing for some reason. I thought, um, you know, if, if we were to truly believe this this world of this video, I mean, a there's so many weird plot holes and stupid shit, but um, but if, <laughs> if but it says nothing about. It says nothing about what it's about, right? It says nothing about about uh, freedom of choice or or, or 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 awareness or 
being yeah self determination yeah. being awake it doesn't it it doesn't have any point there's no there's no birth in it and and making it so tied up in the video game creators and shit just ruined it because then you had these two levels it was working on neither of which felt lived in or believable <laughs> you know the video game the Taika Waititi fucking coming in hungover and strutting around and just chewing scenery um I, I, I just and you know and 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 Jody Comer is a fucking tech you know a coder I just didn't buy I didn't fucking buy any of it uh frankly I, I I'd rather watch Ready Player One again Oh my god. Oh that's yeah, a that's, that's an indictment that's a... for sure. I didn't uh I'd rather watch Ralph I was... fucking saves the internet or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Wrecks it. Doesn't he wreck it? Sorry. No, I don't know. it's wreck it Ralph and then something internet save or Pen. something. I can't remember. We someone we know wrote it, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh okay. Wh- whatever it is. I mean whatever. I didn't I like. I honestly, I'm gonna have to watch this again now because what? you know, free guy, uh, free guy. Because I was baked when I saw it. I didn't have any problems with it, but I wasn't looking for any meaning or anything. Well, I was, was baked. Oh, I was baked go. too. Don't. don't, don't no, I know but you were just baked interest. and looking for meaning. Don't well, fucking and, insult me. And when I saw Ready Player One, <laughs> I was also I was also baked when I saw Ready Player One, and and I found that really dull. I feel like I was entertained by Free Guy. I feel like I was amused by it, but yeah. I, you know, again. But no, but I, but I think Fal- I think Falk's point is actually really good for and, and both for Ready Player One and for uh, Free Guy is they're just both of those movies are just like very surface level. They don't have like you compare it to like something like what you know that that would be kind of the the equivalent kind of like you know. Uh, uh, artificial world, you know, kind of thing. Compare it to the Matrix, the original Matrix, mm-hmm. and you know, like or hate that movie. It actually is constructed in a way that kind of is talking about what is identity and uh, what is free will and what is determinism. And there is a lot of that kind of uh, thematic elements that are kind of woven into the world building of the original Matrix movie that it just isn't present in Ready Player One or Free Guy at all. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree. I, I no argument about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I just, I guess, my experience of Free Guy just viscerally wasn't, I wasn't offended by it on the level that you guys were. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't as offended by it as Falk, but I was definitely... Non-plus. Yeah, I, I offended is the wrong word. I was, I was irked. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Oh, I'm frozen. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Todd. What, what else you seen? Oh my gosh. Well, I saw Halloween Kills too, but we already talked about that. So, um, and I agree with Skelton's assessment entirely. Uh, I also saw uh, in the theater uh, 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 an almost three-hour movie. Uh, called. You're gonna say exactly what I was. No time to say die. Next. No time. To oh die. no, you're not. I saw. Oh, I saw no time to die. Yeah. How much? How much time do you, did you actually have? Uh, um, you have almost three hours to die uh, <laughs> while watching it, um, and if you make it, we you've won again another battle in life. A lot of people die in no time to die. 
Uh, Which is ironic. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, there's plenty of time for a lot of die in <laughs> No Time to Die. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about it. Um, I think it is, for me personally, uh, it was the most fun of the Daniel Craig Bond uh, movies. There you go. Um, uh, okay. I okay. was surprised how entertained I was by it, despite its running time. There were lags here and there, but it got me back. Um, and I think that I can attribute that in a lot of ways to the action and the way it's directed, shot, uh, and, and you just in general realize there's really good action in this movie. And it's all it's mostly relentless. And the other thing uh, that kind of blew me away about it was Daniel Craig seemed to be, unlike any of his other ones, he seemed to be having a good time. Because it was his last um, one. Yeah, because he knows he doesn't have to wreck his body again for another three years. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. Uh, I think it's, you know, in my personal opinion, it's just a giant setup. But it's... Uh, Senioritis. It's, it's entirely enjoyable. That's what I'm saying. I mean, huh. this, is like, this reminded me of the old Bond movies I used to like. Uh, however, it's running time being, they, they could have cut, it still would have been a long Bond movie, but they could have cut 20 minutes out, but whatever, it's his last hurrah, so they weren't going to cut. He, he's, he does, he turns in really good acting, both having fun and the action-y Bondy stuff, mm-hmm. and he's appropriately emotional in other parts and believable and all that stuff. So huh. I, I, I liked it a lot, actually. Oh, all right, nice. That's a that's a twist. Uh, sorry, I don't know. It's it's true. It's just no. How it that's good. Out. It's like a, it seems to be. I think that's like a a first for the Craig Bond movies. Yes. Did you like any of the other ones? Um, I, I, there were elements of all of them that I guess I liked. Um, yeah, I mean, there's good bits in all uh, of them, but this one feels like I can't try to remember if this like, is, you I, ever I, like, oh yeah, I wasn't, this one. Yeah, was. I didn't think Skyfall was the thing that everybody said it was. So I, yeah, I would definitely say. I mean, this is the first one that just made me feel like I had that nostalgic sense of being on an adventure with James Bond, and there were like there were gadgets. You know, his car has gadgets, and he has gadgets that get him out of trouble. Yeah, that's uh, like what pissed me off about Skyfall was that the title made me think, oh, there's going to be like a satellite with a laser on it, like Goldeneye. Mm-mm. And we did not get that. I'm sorry, but that, but that's what I'm saying. Like within the action sequences themselves, it's not necessarily the MacGuffin or whatever it is, but within them themselves there's fun gadgetry you know yeah and in in one early action sequence they sort of announced that in a particular way that i really liked i was like oh okay okay you know he's like sitting there being inactive in an an action sequence and he finally goes okay you want me to do something and then and i think it's in the trailers too but it's just it's a very effective twist sort of letting you know okay so we're gonna be having fun we're gonna have an adventure that's what it (laughs) felt like you know, like those old ones or those old Indiana Jones movies or whatever, before the Bourne things ruined, they took all the fun yeah. out of adventure yeah. spy shows. This felt like an adventure movie for most of it. Right. The third yeah. act the third act is very Daniel Craig, but you know. Uh Skelton, what what else have you seen? I've seen 
Dune. <laughs> okay, let's get into because get in. I said it like that because it's a very very long. Let's movie. get into Dune because I, I watched approximately <laughs> half an hour of Dune. <laughs> I wish I'd only and, watched that much. <laughs> and for and for me again, it's like one of those things that it's like I always mispronounce his name. Is it is it Villeneuve? Is it sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nobody knows. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Um, like he, I've seen like I think most or all of his movies, and they confound me because, you know, he's a very very talented director in terms of, you know, creating images. Um, the images he puts together are always pretty damn stunning. Um, but his movies are so dull and Dune really, like, I didn't mind it, um, because I thought it was about as good as a, uh, film adaptation of the novel you could probably do in, even in like a three hour runtime is still a compressed amount of time for the first half of the novel, so, I mean, again, it's it's the original problem of the source material would work way better as a prestige TV series like Foundation um, than as trying to jam it into a single movie or two, even two movies of six hours in total runtime. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of elements that I liked about it. I thought it, it looked beautiful. I thought the design was all pretty amazing. Um, but it's still like, I mean, it's better than Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. I watched about half an hour of that too. It, it, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it was better than the Blade Runner movie. <laughs> I, I just, the, this movie, Dune, I think it was, it was paced. I think it was, it was still super slow, but it was paced better. But that's only because, but that's only because the source material actually had more things happening in plot wise than the Blade Runner sequel. Okay. I mean, I don't, it, it's that's, just that that's why the amazing thing to me about Dune is this is uh, uh, the, like what so many people see, cause people love this movie. What so many people see, I just don't see. Uh, oh, I vastly and, prefer the David Lynch Dune. Well, and most people, I think that it, it, that I've talked to, you know, on a personal level about it, who love it and like don't understand my confusion about it. Uh, they all love the source material. They love the book, you know, yeah. and they've forgiven the David Lynch movie and they liked the sci-fi miniseries enough. And this is genius. And I'm like, the sci-fi miniseries was actually better constructed uh, adaptation of the, the other, the sequel books. Um, just, it was just low budge. That's the only problem. Right, it. right. I, I just, my point is I just, I don't get it. And this movie in particular was interesting because I didn't think, like, I like I finally woke up and then the credits happened. Like, <laughs> something happened five minutes before it ended. And that and that's only halfway through you the You mean book. you fell asleep? 
No, no, I w- it was just spaced out. I wasn't really paying attention at a certain point because it got dull. He was, and then... he was he was whacked out on the spice. Yeah, the spice had, oh had its uh, yeah tentacles in me, and I, there was nothing I could do. I just lost track of time. Yeah, I, I, I there was a bunch of mumbo jumbo, and then I turned it off. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's my experience. It was, yeah, it's, it's big and orange. And slow. <laughs> and it's got mumbo jumbo. full of That's mumbo the, jumbo. That's uh, the important thing. And people and, come and into there's, it. And there's, and there's no absolutely, in this one, there's absolutely zero sting in leather underwear. Yeah, zero. exactly. I couldn't and find people them. come into it already loving the mumbo jumbo. If you aren't studied up on the mumbo jumbo before you get into this, you're Yeah, not and there is a it. lot of mumbo oh, jumbo. I didn't know what the fuck gonna, they were talking about. Cuisats, Hadarak, Mwadib. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that it's like, yeah, you gotta get. If yeah, if you if you if if that don't grab you, no, it's it felt like it over. felt like Star Wars, like the tax shit, like Star Wars, but without any 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 like spacecrafts and shootings. That's how. Yeah. That's my experience of Dune. I was like, oh, this is like they're all in a fucking desert talking about like the wars and fucking. Spice and taxes and shit, and I was just like, I don't think there's a guy with a parasol, and I was like, fuck all of you. <laughs> it was the it was the parasol that was the final the final. The parasol kind of I gotta admit that the kinda, space parasol kind of fucked me up. Um, all right, well let's let let's 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 move on. Um, uh, I saw the last duel. Um, oh, how was it? Oh, is that the really, really, Damon? Ridley really, Scott. Really Scott and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and and Adam Driver, um, fourteen uh, hundreds. Um, uh, Jodie Comer, yeah, I guess I was on a Jodie Comer tear um, because she's also in this, along with Free Guy. Um, you know, it's high. <laughs> it's high. It's it's kind of slow and kind of dull, but Matt Damon just. Horsings and it's like a Rashomon type of thing. It's a story of like a rape and and it's it's a little like overly kind of woke in a weird way because like they wrote in and they're like oh shit we can't do this we got to have Nicole Hall of Center come in and write the girl girl version like the girl story and that was kind of apparent. Um, <laughs> you know Ben Affleck is kind of having fun chewing scenery. Damon's pretty. Pretty low key. Adam Driver is always chewing scenery. I mean, not like he did in Annette, but if you didn't see that, please watch it because it's hilarious. Um, but you know, he yells a lot and fucking does weird shit. And um, there's swords. I don't know. I, I liked it better than Gladiator. Um, really? All right. That's mm. a low bar. I fucking. What about uh, what about uh, Kingdom of Heaven? I didn't see that. I mean, you know, this guy's in his 80s and he's making, you know, he's still making like at least energetic movies if, you know, or passionate movies. Isn't like, he doing the Gucci yeah, movie? Yeah, I think the, the House, Gucci the house of Gucci. We saw the trailer for yeah, that. Yeah, the House yeah. of Gucci looks fucking bananas with like Al Pacino and Adam Driver and Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. and I got, I'm getting like huge, big, strong showgirls vibes. Yeah. Well, from that trailer. And I'm kind of hoping that's a, how bananas it, it is. It looks bananas. I think it may be fun. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, the last duel is like not. I'm surprised that my wife wanted to go see that instead of Bond, but that was her choice, and um, and I was just happy to be in the movies. So, 
you know, it's like a, it's like a good two and a half, three stars. It's fine, whatever, you know, not not, no. not bad. I just question its existence, I guess. Um, okay. Uh, la- lastly, let's do the last third, last ones real quick because we spent a lot of time talking about this. Todd, well, if you see. Uh, well, I mean, most of the other movies, all the other movies that I've seen in the theater have already been mentioned by others. Did I mention last time, did I talk last time about watching that Anthony, Anthony Fuqua movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? Did we talk about that Uh, No, but I was going to say that. I I, I saw that. Okay. I saw that. What the hell was it called? I don't know. Guilty. The Guilty. (laughs) The Guilty, right. Uh... I liked it for a while, and then I didn't like it for a while, and then I was like, yeah, all right, fine. You liked How it? How are you with it? I, you know, it was a Jake Gyllenhaal movie that they shot in 12 days, and it felt like it. Like, it was... Yeah, yeah. That, that, it, it, that, it requires that, Nikki, that, you to that, really be into Jake Gyllenhaal. And, 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 and Nikki Pizza wrote it, and you gotta like Nikki Pizza for his, you know, over-fucking-blown over shit. I mean, what I... What, <laughs> What I said about it on um, on uh, Letterboxd, which I'm on, uh, which I, I'm on. If anyone wants to follow me on Letterboxd, uh, I'm just my name. Um, I said it had major cigar aficionado vibes. That movie, like it, <laughs> it just felt like everyone. It was like hyper masculine, like you know, like the the way that like roidy guys emote a lot, like. I imagine Joe Rogan <laughs> cries a lot. Like, this is like his kind of like, yo, I saw this wicked sensitive movie. And it's just like this man, like, trying to save this woman. And then there's like a twist. And, but it's still just kind of hokum um, and, and uh, overdone. Like, it's like, like if Michael Bay was a girl. That's <laughs> And tried to do a chamber and tried to write a play. and tried to do more than just produce songbird yeah what did you feel about it um like i said i was entertained for about 30 minutes and then uh, you know i I didn't realize how much of a bottle episode it would be i guess uh i was hoping for a little bit more than just jake gyllenhaal in a room but also i don't think that the narrative or the performance could maintain entertainment value for as long as uh, the movie is. It it was a it could have been a fun. It's like all like there was that Ryan Reynolds movie where he was buried alive, and there was another movie where somebody famous like Ben Affleck or whatever was in a trunk or you know there's there's these movies always happen I guess. Um, and, or Tom Hardy if, like, drove we, for a whole movie. Yeah, right? Tom yeah. Hardy. Thank you. Yeah, that's another. What if one. it turns out that all those like stuck in a trunk and buried alive, like all those all those people. They can just turn them into a shared universe, and they were all just kind of buried alive in the same area, <laughs> like 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 Motel Hell. Just like, yeah, just like right yeah. next to each other. Yeah, yeah. that w- that I would watch that movie, but this because that would bring all their stories together. But as on their own, they're all they lose steam, which is weird. It's like you want to feel sad for people in these horrible trapped uh, situations, but then they bore you, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the uh, the characters or the actors, uh, the direction. I don't know, but it's it's hard to sustain that. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch a play. You're buried alive and boring. <laughs> yeah, be be entertaining if you're buried alive. Uh, Skel- <laughs> Skeleton, what what else do you see? 
Is there a third um, movie? I, I think those are the, those are the only recent ones. I did right. just uh, rewatch the original Blade oh, that huh. I hadn't seen in some yeah. years, and uh, boy, that's an awesome movie. I love those Blade movies. He fights Stephen Dorff. Yeah, sure, they're good. Do you think the re- the reboot's going to be any good? Who knows? It's going to be PG thirteen. I'll bet. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be the teller if they have the guts to go R with Blade, um, but they probably won't because nah, money, yeah, ticket sales. So uh, the third movie I saw was a movie called Titane. It's a French movie. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this. Is it as disturbing as everybody says? Well, so I by way of trying to explain the movie, I I, I just started I started trying to imagine if it was a studio movie. Um, what kind of notes they'd get. So I wrote studio, <laughs> studio notes on Titan. All right, ready? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'm, a, an, I'm an executive talk, you know, writing. It's a great start. We love the energy and complexity of the film. We think she is a star. We have some thoughts. The car crash Alexia suffers as a child seems to be her fault for distracting her father. Could it be her father's fault? Maybe he's texting... <laughs> <laughs> Alexia's scar Alexia's scar is fairly disturbing could it be smaller perhaps a fun shape like a star or a Harry Potter lightning bolt <laughs> we are having a little trouble tracking her emotional arc in the first act idea maybe give her a best friend she can download things to keep the audience up to speed everything is very internal <laughs> we Love the camera work at the car show. Such a fun, long tracking shot, like Goodfellas. Does it have to end on her crotch? Perhaps it could end on her giving a big thumbs up and a wink instead. Just spitballing. We'll let you decide you're the writer. (laughs) We'd like to flag the scene where she kills the guy with a chopstick in his ear. That's not really going to work for us corporately. Maybe she scolds him and he finally understands how his behavior has been inappropriate. (laughs) we're not prudish about nudity but perhaps we could eliminate a dozen or so instances of breasts perhaps the ones where they're leaking motor oil (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't exactly clear to us who Alexia was having sex with in the car could we get a better shot of him Uh, we know it wasn't your intention to make it seem like she was having sex with the car <laughs> if it was your intention to that she has sex with her car, it would have to be a Kia per our corporate ties. The sportage, <laughs> the sportage is quite roomy. <laughs> We'd like to rethink the sex scene where she almost rips the girl's nipple piercing out with her mouth. Perhaps we could find something a little more palatable. Do you remember the scene in Armageddon with the animal crackers? So iconic. Just a thought. <laughs> That said, we're having a little trouble locating her sexually, sexuality. If she is a lesbian, could she state it def- definitively to someone? Maybe she's very proud of it and makes them see her for more than a label. Uh, this is, this is, the slow motion firehouse dance sequence is really fun, but Future Island seems a bit da- dated. Could they be dancing to something newer? Maybe Ed Sheeran or Dua Lipa? <laughs> uh, and then I then I stopped before she gave birth to a car. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> Titan is it's it's fucking bananas. Um, but it's kind of sweet. It's kind of should like, I see it? Is it should I see it? Yeah, Will I like it? It's like it's like uh, 
you know, it's like it's like a French Cronenbergy um, movie, but it actually has like a sweet father son slash daughter relationship in it at the center of it, which I didn't know about. Um, and, um, you know, it's probably not bananas enough in, in a way because then it turns into this kind of relationship show. Um, but it's, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's cool. It's not, I don't think it's like, you know, deserving of the can award or whatever it got, but it's, it's really interesting. And, and I just like seeing things that are fucking weird, you know? And that don't right feel a French, corporatized. A French Cronenberg sounds like a very disturbing pastry. Well, you know, and and <laughs> this this gets us into our, our little discussion, our, our next uh, little sequence, um, which I will, uh, yeah. And so that's you know that's where we we usually we sort of discuss a theme and the host like prepare some thoughts, but I I, I haven't really prepared any thoughts because that's. You know, this is the big picture. But I wanted to talk about the yeah. the value, uh, uh, the value, and nay, the possibility in this, you know, heavily cor- corporatized um, movie world of shock, of shock value in cinema. Right? There's a long history of, of, of shock value going back to, you know, the actual shock movies with um, what's that guy John Goodman played. Um, uh, yeah, where he'd actually like shock oh, oh. your seats and yeah, what was that? Was that matinee? Yeah, or? and and shit like yeah. that. And you William know, Castle, you mean? What? William Castle? Yeah, Castle, and and then you know, and then to to schlock, uh, uh, schlock movie meisters, um, you know, uh, um, and. and you know, and and these days, uh, I'm just wondering where that, where shock fits. I mean, this is a French movie that I saw, and and that, you know, that that started getting me thinking. Well, more of the kind of ballsy, interesting movies you see, like where a girl's a cannibal, uh, like in Raw, or um, or where a girl can't stop swallowing weird objects, a pregnant woman. Uh, I can't, what was the fuck? Oh, oh, yeah, uh, I saw that. Was it called Swallow? Um, Something like that, yeah. You yeah. know, or, or, or this movie, um, you know, uh, they're either in the, you know, really firmly planted in the indie world or foreign. Um, and I, I, I guess I'm just, you know, the, the people like Quentin Tarantino kind of do some shock sometimes and certainly... You know, uh, uh, um, uh, people like Shyamalan try to try to shock you uh, with some shit. But you're not like what you're referencing with you, old, you, uh, old Beach. I, I I'm old trying beach. to think of it a, a recent American movie that shocked me, like a foreign film, like a yeah. Serbian film, or one of these other movies you're referencing. And I'm yeah. I mean, I, I can't think well, of yeah, one. Yeah, that's like well, but one. a lot a lot of like yeah, a lot of like you know what to us are foreign films but are just films um you know are using this the kind of the uh the sh- you know this the shock element as a as a piece of surreal uh storytelling as opposed to kind of how it's but even American, in the but especially e- mainstream film uses like in a horror or uh even the purely uh, kind of exploitative genre. though i mean like we, there there hasn't been an american equivalent of the human centipede that that hasn't happened right or or you know or divine eating dog shit well but I, but I think uh, the, uh, yeah that's I mean true. I think the you know I think if we're talking but, but I mean you know human centipede also kind of it falls it's you know it's falls I think into the kind of the torture porn category 
uh, you know, it has it's really, really its own kind of like unique, really super disturbing take on it. But I think the Saw movies are also in their own way, uh, you know, they're 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 pretty shocking and disgusting because they're some really just like horrible gory mangling of human bodies well and in the hostile movies i would say are, are yeah are, are yeah hostile, pushing that, hostile that too. like yeah. shock they're a shock jock movie i mean that's yeah. what roth eli roth to me that's what he is he's a shock jock of a filmmaker uh-huh. um and he's just doing the most politically incorrect and disgusting things so as to offend you and delight or like a bone tomahawk or a- yeah yeah sure the Bone Tomahawk guy is really interesting, though, because they get, like Bone Tomahawk, I thought was really good, and uh, Brawl on uh, uh, In the Cell, Cell Block, Block ninety nine was yeah. was great, and then like he tipped like right into crazy right wing sing- cinema with Dragged Across Concrete. Cell Block was pretty a little right wing. It was right wingy, yeah. but it's like Dragged Across Concrete is literally like it puts it in the dialogue. It puts the the whole sort of cult of Trump in the dialogue. Yeah, it's, ah. it's, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it feels like horror has been really sort of taken over by the Blumhouse aesthetic, which is, yeah, that's is more, of a, yeah. more of an old school, you know, um, uh, exorcists and ghosts kind of, kind of vibe. It's kind of like right? a 70s, in a lot of cases, sometimes like almost a pr- little, like just pre-slasher, Seventies yeah, horror. Yeah, vibe. yeah, right, right. The 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 Rosemary's Babies and Exorcist and, and yeah, that kind of feel. So I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know. So horror has kind of, in my mind, gotten away from like just the straight thrill and technique of gore, into into more like CG ghosty, you know, jump scares and or you know or the the more sort of like like urban political um, horror movies that you're seeing with, you know, Jordan Peele and, and, and Candyman and, and whatnot. And I, I guess, yeah, even in horror, it seems like I'm sure they're still coming out and the Fangoria people could tell us about them or even you, Todd, but, 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 but anything approaching mainstream shock, it doesn't seem like it really has any, any value um, in, in the filmmaking community because everything is again, you know, the only people making mid-range movies really are the streamers, and they're so heavily corporatized and part of, of giant, yeah. um, you know, well, monoliths who are desperately afraid. It's not worth the small, the meager returns of an artistic statement in their to to risk a, a, a backlash against their iPhones or their 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 Amazon toilet paper. Well, and that's interesting too because it's like there's you know there there is kind of this like weird line between um, you know a shocking element storytelling element and just the straight kind of slasher horror because Halloween Kills is kind of you know is more in stylistically like an old eighty sla- slasher yeah um, so it does have a lot of pretty you know some kind of shocking gore but it's not shocking in it's not like shock it's not it's, daring it's not it's not yeah the ga- it's, the it's, gags, more, it's more like a jump the, yeah. the gags are jump scare gags you know the, the gags, gags make and, you go oh no oh man 
oh, yeah. gross, and they're fucked yeah. up. But it's it's not that the and, but they don't they don't necessarily stick no it's not, it's not they just you just move on to the because move it's on to not the next it one. doesn't matter who it's happening to it, it yeah. like yeah it, if if you hate right. the character or like the character it doesn't matter seeing that happen is gross and it's gonna make you go like this. It would matter more if you cared more about the characters. But Halloween like, Kills I mean, doesn't spend any time no. with any characters. Except yeah, no, for the two minutes either through. before they die or reveal something stupid about the Michael Myers mythology. Right, the, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's yeah, it's not used in a way to kind of enhance it, the disturbing elements of any of the storytelling. Like, you know, um I mean it's not it's not a movie, yeah. but you know, it's, I mean, one, it's the the big popular thing like a Squid Game. I, 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 I guess I mean like the like literally the something that elicits the reaction. Oh my god, I can't fucking believe I'm watching this or that they're showing this. Yeah, you know, and Squid Game certainly has none of that. I mean, that's just that that uh, everything is very sort of familiar. That that's not a shocking a, a piece of shock art. I don't think. Um, well, it's I, it's more the shock comes more in how much time the show spends with the consequences of the actions afterwards. Not so much that the that the actual gore is super shocking. Well, yeah, or or how just, how midway through it the re, the relentless uh, time spent with the consequences, mi, mi, or how midway through it turns into like the worst fucking dubbed Italian porno movie from the eighties. Uh, with the with oh the, the, yeah that's with the, the when ludicrous the mask, when the mask when the eyes wide shut hey what are you up. looks like you're having a lot of fun over there with that guy <laughs> I'm gonna so, bet. yeah no they did not oh, uh, yeah God. they did not there they did not find the finest uh, actors for uh, it was pretty brutal <laughs> for those bits yeah it was pretty brutal um yeah I mean I guess you know I I think there's a lot of value in shock and I think. Um, and just shock in art in general um, is, a, sure. is a is a good thing, and I think we've we've lost it a bit. Um, if anyone disagrees, well, with me. but I, I totally agree with you, and I definitely think that's true in the horror realm, in the realm of quote unquote gags and horror for sure. And 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 I would like uh, a, a return to somebody trying to challenge me as an audience member on that level in the movies. I feel like yeah. that. That stuff, it happened. It can happen on TV a bit more now, or like like quasi versions of it, like the Squid Game, but n- definitely not in American movies. Well, foreign films yeah. sometimes you get, and like straight to video, you can like like the new Wrong Turn sequel. Yes, I said it is you know entertaining because it is grotesque and shocking in the right places and for the right reasons. So you can find that. You're like you said before on the indie level, foreign. But it would be cool if if we got back to it. Like I was hoping, us would shock me uh, on this level, and us did not shock me on any level. You know what I mean? Like I, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping us would make me feel as uncomfortable as yeah, you know, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre did when I first saw it. That was what I hoped for out of that movie. I yeah, would 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 challenge you and give you a thrill. I guess it's you know, it's like um. 
it's a spice that you don't want all the time, but it's one you miss if you haven't had it in a long time and you keep eating bland food. You want it's it also, to hurt a little bit yeah. occasionally. And it's also like some things, it's also like the sh- when we're, if we're talking like about shock too, it's not even necessarily that it's like, oh, it's this, you know, uh, elaborate uh, gore. It's, it's, an, uh, it's an element that's happening. Uh, that is in, in its way shocking. So, you know, I, I would even pro- put into this category something like uh, United 93. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is a, is kind of a, it, you know, if you were, if we were, you were talking earlier about like the evoking that I can't believe we're watching this. Yeah. I can't believe I'm seeing this. I think that fits that category pretty well. Um, <laughs> uh, probably, I guess, Requiem for a Dream maybe is more relentlessly depressing than uh, shocking, but uh. well, but that, that I think that fit. Even, yeah, even, or even, like kids. You mean like like a movie like Kids, where sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that I mean, as erroneous as what that movie was suggesting was, it really was jarring and horrifying. So yeah. I do count it as one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're missing that. I think um, filmmaking, American filmmaking, has gotten really fucking safe. Um, and it's not that there aren't people out there willing to, you know, take those risks. Um, it's probably just more of a case of the financing isn't there. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. And that, no, you know, the, everyone is either a big corporation or or excited to build up a library that is palatable enough to sell to the big corporations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like but, Netflix isn't going to foot the bill for shocking movies. Uh, like, w- there's that guy uh, that the uh, the L.A. Times, I can't remember his name, but he was like some young actor guy who set up like a dummy corporation or production company, and he got people to invest millions to the point where he was living in a mansion and flying private jets oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he never produced a movie. It was just bullshit. But he sold all these wealthy people on this bullshit. Is there any way we can do this? And instead of well, spending you know, those... you know he's going to prison. No, no, I, I, know, I know. But can we do this, raise this kind of money, and then just deliver by making a, one of these B movies that we're talking about? Like, would that... that I mean, would like, not... pull like, a, pull like a producer's kind of scam? Well, no, I'm literally saying, where do we find these investors to just invest in these movies and we'll just actually make it instead of... But we'll actually make them, yeah. Yeah, instead of just stealing their money, we'll just make the movie. Where are they? I don't know. That's my question. Let's let's talk off off camera about that. Um, All right. (laughs) All right. Well, good. Where there's no evidence being recorded. (laughs) You know... Yeah. So yeah, when you know when when I, when I <laughs> is see it all crime bosses, it's all crime. When I see it's a, a when I see a woman's nipples le- leaking motor oil, I get really excited and not sexually, <laughs> but um, that <laughs> you know that that so, that this this uh, female filmmaker in France is is trying to do something audacious, but also yeah. say something about relationships and create a real character, um, even if she's a. Uh, a, a psychopath murderer who fucks cars. Um, uh, you, you, you get behind her, and uh, and I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Um, all right, uh, that's why it's Cronenberg because of the car fucking. There's a lot of car fucking. All right, um, next we're gonna have a little game. A what? 
It's called a game, Todd. Oh, boy. Uh, what's involved? This game, you guys, is called uh, MPAA Holes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, game is, this game is fun and simple. All right. There are going to be uh, four each. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name the reasons a fictional movie got an R rating. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But these reasons are direct from MPA reasons for various films getting various ratings. They're oh, real. They're, they're actually. They're real. But I've combined. I've used. combined some. But I haven't made up Mix any. Mix and match. You right. have to pitch the movie that has all those elements. <laughs> that has all the elements that are in the... Okay. That, 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 that got it this R rating. I'm going to give you one through five points, so I have a b- bit of latitude for creativity and using all the elements. Uh, oh, boy. You know, they're not massive, but you might want to write them down. It's not long. Okay. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Skelton. <clears throat> this movie got an R rating. Yeah. For ki- kids' rude language and pranks, <laughs> and an abundance of outrageous gore. Outrageous gore. Kids' rude language and pranks, and an abundance of outrageous gore. Okay. And it's a rated R film. Kids' rude language. Okay. So, and I'm pitching the movie. Yeah, well, just tell telling me about it. Yeah, yeah, pitch it. I'm just telling you about it. Okay, yeah, this is uh, uh, yeah, this is a uh, a a reboot, a reinvention, uh, a remake, uh, if you will, uh, of the Bad News Bears, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, gonna follow a a, a a little league team of uh, ne'er do wells and delinquents and child criminals. <laughs> Uh, after they, uh, they after they escape from their youth home, and and they uh, first the first thing they do is they find an actual little league team that's on their way to the regionals, <laughs> and they murder them, uh, uh, and uh, uh, while screaming nothing but uh, vile language and uh, and threats. Uh, and so they uh, they they murder the real little league team and uh, steal their uniforms, and uh, take the bus. They also kill the bus driver, um, but they run him over with his own bus, uh, and then back over him, and then run him over again, and then back over him, and run him over again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then they and then they get to regionals uh, where uh, they are participating in uh, the meet and greets uh, with uh, the local press and the other teams, and uh, that's where they cause uh, just a lot of incidents, um, mostly um, through uh, sexual innuendo uh, and uh, and uh, uh, just uh, getting in front of any uh, camera they can uh, to just uh, scream every four-letter <laughs> word possible straight into it. And so uh, the thing is, is what starts to happen is, is uh, they uh, actually start to win. 
uh, and they're they're winning their games, and they're winning their games, uh, and uh, afterwards, uh, hunting down any of the referees <laughs> that uh, or umpires that have given them bad calls and just beating the living shit out of them uh, and threatening them. So uh, that's how they're ultimately winning uh, the regionals, and. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so that's what the, the climax is. Uh, they uh, uh, have to uh, beat one of the umpires to death uh, in kind of like a I do it's like a clockwork orange kind of thing at the end um, where they kind of all get around them and uh, with bats and cleats uh, wow. and uh, 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 beat the guy to death. But that's kind of their fatal mistake because then they have to bring in a new umpire who uh, uh, calls the game correctly. So they ultimately lose uh, and oh. are uh, revealed uh, to be the, the criminals they are and are uh, 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 then put on trial as adults. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what's this movie called? Oh, it's the Bad News Bears. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you four points. Um, there, there was a lot of rude language and abundance of outrageous score, certainly. And I, I love I love the idea of a feel-good kids movie uh, housed entirely by violent criminals. Uh, um, there, were, there were no pranks, though, so you lost one point for that. So. Oh, there were supposed to be pranks? You, yeah, yeah. I repeated it twice. Ah, okay. damn it. So four, I forgot four pranks. Four points. Very good. Uh, Todd. That's fair. Yeah. Todd. <laughs> mm. uh, this movie uh, that you're going to pitch me is rated R for satanic war violence satanic? and momentary sensuality. Momentary. <laughs> and the, I want to know the movies you got these from. Momentary Satan- sensuality. Yeah, sensuality. satanic war violence and momentary sensuality. Momentary sensuality sounds like, like a Eurythmics album. <laughs> Okay, uh, and and that's all. That's all I have to adhere to is these two that's R-rated it. elements. That's it. That's it. Uh, the satanic war violence yeah. and uh, momentary. Todd, my mistake was I forgot pranks, and that was one of them. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure there weren't also pranks. That was <laughs> yeah. The, no, it's a good. There, no, that's no, smart. There, that's smart. There are no pranks, or at least they weren't offensive to the, the board. There are no pranks. Okay, uh, so. Uh, my uh, movie I, is going to take place in a in a uh, 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 a near uh, but terrifying uh, future. Uh, <laughs> it is a uh, you know it's a it's a sad future uh, for us all, uh, in which the anti-vaccination movement has taken over uh, the world politic. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it is, it is everything. And, uh, it's led by Gwyneth Paltrow, who, uh, whose goop company has turned into a satanic church, uh, in which, um, snake oils and whatnot are sold en masse, uh, to an unsuspecting, uh, foolish public who who found uh, Shakespeare in Love to be delightful, and various other uh, Paltrow films to be wonderful, uh, Sliding Doors. We all love Sliding Doors. So it's it's easy to find out, easy to see why the satanic cult would take hold. But then there are a lot of people who believe that uh, vaccinations are good, uh, and they prevent the spread of disease. Uh, and they become 
uh, mobilized uh, against this powerful goop satanic lobby. Uh, and of course, a, a civil American war starts and you have oh. epic battles uh, between the people who are infused with goop and have goop powers with the people who are empowered only by reason and uh, empathy and love. Uh, and, they, and they fight, and uh, a lot of, sadly, I mean, it's, it's a war. A lot of empathetic uh, good people are lost uh, at the hands of goopers, um, and vice versa. I mean, these mm. battles are epic and, and uh, disgusting, uh, and that's how war, that's how war goes. Uh, it's gross. There's, uh, you know, pe- people's stomachs are going to get torn out. Uh, yeah. Literally, I think at a certain point, you'll see uh, a prisoner of war brought before Gwyneth Paltrow, and she'll just tear his intestines out, right out oh. with her bare hands, just right Jesus. out. And throw him around, mull around him. Yeah, and uh, and that'll be horrible. But uh, it, it's it's undeniable the uh, you know just surface level attractiveness uh, of Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, even now, you know the whole time she's been very attractive, um, and there will be a moment where uh, our hero, uh, who is a pro vaccination. Uh, and is always wearing a KN95 mask mm. um, uh, as long as the supply chain allows him to. Um, and he uh, 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 is wearing it and he confronts her to fight her. And it's, it's she's very, we've all been charmed by her. Again, sliding doors. I said it, sliding doors. So he gets sliding doored by her, by her and there is a moment and she, you know, drops her dress and she stands before him uh, fully Gwyneth uh, Paltrowed in front of him and and uh, you know there's a moment where he give, he, he, he gives in to his desire he, oh. he lets his weakness happen and he and, and and there's moments of deep sensuality sexuality even just uh, like a full penetration shot because we want to get the shock value in. A full penetration shot that you know maybe it'll be excised afterwards and then put back in when it goes right. to video later or whatever. But that that has to be it has to be shot um, anyway. So that's your moment of uh, sensuality and uh, and you know in the end of course uh, what wipes out the uh, uh, anti-vaxxers is uh, uh, COVID. Ah. Oh, that's okay. the, the, that's my film. Why well, I, I, I what's it called again? Oh, what uh, <laughs> that's a that's a solid question. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's called uh, Goop and the End of the World. Okay. Um I, I, I like the corporate tie in. Um I like uh, I like the extreme violence. I one thing I'm missing is um, the the satanic element of the war violence, um, but I but I but but there definitely is war violence. So I'm gonna give you. I said I, I mean I said initially that clearly Goop is a satanic cult at the beginning. It like it had, Goop had melded with Satanism. Yeah, I, I'm still. I, I said you, I mean I said it. I said it. No, <laughs> I understand it, but it's not. These points aren't just for <laughs> saying all the words. They have to you know. Make sense and be so precise. So what you're your problem pulled. was my performance? 
by energy I, it, level. It, it, that it, was it, your... me, it meandered a tiny bit, but I liked it. it I feel like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of prejudice. Like you came into a lot of skeleton. Shit. Get, well, get like your when pen you came ready. into this, you came in with I'm, prejudices. Yeah, okay. You came yeah. in with prejudices. Skeleton. <clears throat> your movie okay. is rated R. Our movie. Oh, for, R. For having a wide range of perversions and explicit detail. Oh boy. <laughs> and <laughs> sci-fi action. And of course. And <laughs> brief historical smoking. What? <laughs> this, he's doing the scam to get us canceled. A wide range of perversions and explicit detail. Sci-fi action. <clears throat> And brief historical <clears throat> smoking. Okay. Um, so, this is kind of a arty movie. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you're going to kind of have to go with me on this. I'm kind of... Um, uh, it's kind of a a, a, a... a one man's journey inside himself uh, to learn uh, the truth about... Uh, who he is and his place in the universe. Uh, it takes place in the far future. And what's happening in the far future is a, is a great interstellar war. It's a war for the galaxy. And it's a war between uh, the, uh, uh, this uh, religious uh, kingdom... Uh, that stands for purity and chastity and uh, and always keeping your pants on uh, and uh, the rest of the universe uh, which is extremely extremely horny hmm. uh, and so this has led to uh, a massive conflict and uh, all the uh, rest of the universe is horny galaxy oh, the rest let's not of the get galaxy ridiculous yeah. Uh, so it. it's you know half of the galaxy is is chaste. The other the other half is extremely horny, and the chaste half wants the horny half to stop being horny. And this is where the conflict lies. Um, and so there's been a, a a war raging for a thousand years. Billions have died uh, on either side, and um, they uh, both sides have uh, uh, spent the last thousand years developing their technology and their spacecraft into these uh, giant uh, uh, mobile worlds mm. uh, that are filled with weapons uh, that can destroy entire solar systems and uh, they crash into each other uh, in the in the depths of space and lighting up the night uh, with uh, terrible hellfire uh, and uh, endless battles uh, and just it there's just so much action uh, <laughs> it's you just you can't you can't yeah. uh, uh, even conceive yeah. of it uh, and so in in the middle of this is uh, uh, something that's been happening is uh, the uh, uh, the horny people have been losing, oh. and this war so very slowly over over this course of this thousand years, this war of attrition, this galactic uh, conflict uh, that has that has destroyed entire stars uh, and and clusters of the galaxy, and uh, the reason is is because uh, the religious people, uh, you know, they're they're pretty focused on what they want and they want to spread their religion and the horny people they're they want to fight but they're also really super horny so uh uh they 
in their uh, their flying warships, a good portion of them are uh, devoted not to uh, weapons and uh, defensive systems, but kind of like sex clubs and fuck rooms uh, and dungeons. And so you have this kind of like traveling uh, space battleship that's also, you know, full of, uh, uh, you know, key parties and uh, a a lot of really kind of like... What most people would consider shocking sexual acts, um, but this in this far future, it's just kind of like you know normal. Can you be stuff. more uh, specific about the sexual acts? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like you know uh, ball gags, butt plugs. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of very futuristic, controlled, robotic, uh, uh, sexual uh, accessories. Can you uh, be more specific about the <laughs> size and shape of the butt plugs? Uh, the butt plug, well, they come in all shapes and sizes because all right, we're it's, gonna, the, I, it's I'm, the far I'm a future, very busy so the butt plugs I'm can actually change size um, <laughs> depending on uh, how you program I'm it. I'm a very busy so, executive. Let's let's uh, bring so, this to close. So uh, what has happened is 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 this uh, this uh, single this single man in the uh, uh, in this far future, and he's on uh, the in the horny army. And he sees that uh, they're doomed to lose uh, to the religious zealots. So uh, he uh, diverts some resources uh, from the building of uh, sex dungeons on space on their giant spaceships, and he puts it into developing a time machine. Ah. And uh, he builds this time machine. Yeah. There's only room for one. There's only room for one person. Um, and only he can uh, use it, and so he uh, uh, he wants to uh, go back in time a thousand years to uh, the beginning of the war, where he can uh, direct the horny army to pay a little bit more attention uh, to their uh, arms development, so they have a chance to win. Um, but just as he's uh, flipping the switch uh, to go back in time. Uh, the religious uh, space uh, battleship shows up and there's a, a huge fight uh, between the horny spaceship and uh, the religious spaceship and uh, they crash into each other and as they're destroying each other uh, the time machine uh, goes back in time but the explosion sets it uh, sets it off back even further oh no um, so uh, <laughs> so the horny guy's time machine uh, uh, ends up in uh, the 1920s, uh, and uh, he, he discovers uh, that he's actually found his true home, uh, which is the Roaring Twenties, which is also super horny, uh, and uh, there's uh, something there that has not existed for a thousand years, uh, which are cigarettes. Uh, and he learns uh, of cigarettes and uh, loves them and makes them uh, part of his sexual fetishes uh, uh. and uh, and uh, ends his days smoking. I mean, he are there does, does he ever have cigarettes with babysitters? Does he have cigarettes with babysitters? No, that's a that's for the seat. All right. Well, this was I'm I'm giving you I the only thing kept you from getting five points was it was a little it was quite long. Uh, Todd, look how little Todd is. Todd's well, so yeah. Good. Well, it was a villain of but, directed. I, I, uh, but that, but you had you had a wide range of perversions and explicit details, sci-fi action. Thank you. And brief. Thank you. Historical smoking. <laughs> Very good. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the name of this movie? What's the name of this movie? Um, it's uh, 
It's a, well. It's it, there, we have a we have a few working titles. Um, it's uh, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, uh, cosmic hardiness. Um, it's uh, uh, timeless boning is oh, something okay. else that tested a little better. Um, all right, timeless all right, boning. good, good, good. All right, so Todd, mm. are you ready? All right, yeah, let, I'm, let's I'm, go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna urge you guys to keep it a little more brief. But that was. Lovely. I'm gonna do this one is really fast. Okay, Todd. You said wide range of perversions. Intense depiction of very bad weather. Intense, <laughs> intense. You said. Intense depiction of very bad weather. And, the strong depiction, of of a perverse sexual relationship. Again. No, but a relationship, perverse sexual okay. relationship. So, and the strong, and the strong representation of a perverse depiction, and Depic- a, a, oh, depiction, the strong depiction, <laughs> strong depiction, uh huh, of a perverse of, sexual relationship, of a perverse sexual relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. This is it. This is my movie. All right. Yeah. It starts. It starts in one of these weird sex clubs you read about. Crazy sex clubs. I read about them a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're usually they usually are like in pop-up environments around the airport. So that's what this is. It's like this <laughs> crazy uh sex club that's specifically for like the right kind of perverts, you know, and you have to be yeah. this kind of pervert. Uh, you have to be, you have to be a furry first and foremost. You have to be a furry. You're not let into this club unless you're a furry. Okay, by the airport, it all happens near the airport. This, uh, so you you're a furry, and you're into anal. You're a, a, a anal furry. Uh, so you have like a cut in the back of your thing, and then they have these anal furry orgies. And it's super graphic, and that's how the movie starts. It just starts with anal furry action. Uh, and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck am I watching? And then all of a sudden, like, this one couple of furries is, like, frantically uh, ass-fucking. Uh, they get, like, they just, like, get lifted off the ground. Oh, boy. Right? And then it's, like, and the whole club gets lifted off the ground. Everybody gets lifted in the sky, and they're all in a tornado. Oh, shit. Swirling anal oh. furry. And it's an anal furry orgy in a tornado. <laughs> and that's how the movie starts. Wow. And the rest of the movie is a different kind of orgies that wind up in tornadoes. <laughs> it's like porn pornado? Is that what it's called? It's called Pornado. Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. That was a given. Yeah. All right. Yeah, four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a little short on plot and acts, but uh, other than that, I like. I got it. it done quick. No, that was really cool. Um, Which is uh, how I am sexually. It's just Skelton, how I am sexually. Skeleton, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give yeah. you yours, and then I'm going to run and get a drink. Uh, I will be very fast, but you can think about it for a second. Todd, I will also give you okay. the time on your next one. Ah, Skeleton, pen ready? Yeah. Your, yeah. your movie's rated R for mild language. And brief video game images of violence. And sexy dancing. God damn it. And 
non-stop ninja action. What? <laughs> That's so much. Oh my god. I want mild language. Mild language. Brief video game images of violence. Sexy dancing and non-stop ninja action. I'll be right back. Okay. This is quite a laundry list. Let's see, I got mild language. Brief video game. Violence. Wait, broken break. Wait, is it brief video game? Violence. I don't, it sounded that way. I, I didn't can't. Write. I, I was writing so fast. I can't read what I wrote. Sexy dancing, nonstop ninja action. That sounds right. Um, yeah, the nonstop yeah. ninja action is. How are you no, gonna? No, that's. Uh, they I could, mean, I think that's the that's the easy part. As long as you know you cast Michael Dudikoff off the <laughs> top. This is a hard game. I think it's. It's like yeah, I think it's. Falk brief. always tosses these things off like they're fun and easy, and they're difficult. Yeah. No. He's. Yeah. He's making life very, very difficult for us. <laughs> and, and frankly, I don't care for it. Can he hear? Are you supposed to be pitching? No, he's back. Is okay. it, I got a question. Yes. Is it? Is it? I can't because I was writing so fast. Is it brief video game violence? Yeah, vi brief video images of violence. Video, I video, video images. Video image. What does that mean? So just video images of violence. Yeah, not game. If I said game, I'm, I apologize. Oh, images. Okay. Okay, so um, you know this is. This movie's a little bit of a trip. Uh, <laughs> it's a little Cronenbergy. Um, it's uh, you know it's it, 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 it's a it's a guy who works a boring office job. Uh, he has a boss uh, that berates him a lot, you know, um, but not so much that the boss is going to get in trouble. You know, the boss doesn't use you know doesn't call him fucking idiot or anything like that. But the boss is like always to call him like yeah you dimwit you knucklehead. Uh, you <laughs> like, know, like mild uh, like mild yeah. language. Yeah, it's yeah it's mild <laughs> language uh, that he uses, and and so it, it it depresses this guy, and so when he's not at work, he kind of. Uh, uh, he, he spends his time at, at, at home and he uh, is watching movies and he kind of drifts off into this fantasy land and as he's drifting off this one evening he's kind of watching this movie that's uh, got these uh, uh, that's got this fight scene in it um, where uh, uh, it's playing back on his TV and uh, it's uh, it's a it's a couple of guys that are that are that are fighting yeah. uh, back and forth and but the karate fighting and it kind of it kind of mm. blends into it and it's and it's, it's a has a nice kind of like 80s soundtrack music and so he drifts off into this dreamland where he's he becomes this uh, this hero uh, and he's a martial arts hero oh. uh, who is uh, saving a uh, a city block from uh, a, uh, a criminal organization that's employing uh, ninjas, oh. uh, and so he's uh, he's going down these streets, these like neon lit streets that's kind of like you know like uh, '80s style with like the smoke machines going, and and these ninjas are coming out of uh, uh, the back alleys and out of the shadows, and he's defeating them and fighting them as he's heading down the street, um, and you know he uh, finally reaches uh, the 
uh, end of the street where there's this big club uh, that he bursts into where uh, the, the club people are being held hostage by the ninjas uh, and uh, he, uh, he he fights through them all. There's like there's like 30 of them, like one after the mm. other and they keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming. It's non-stop uh, until he finally uh, defeats the last ninja uh, who he sends flying through the air and the ninja comes to, bounces off of uh, the DJ booth where he hits the record player and then uh. the music kicks back in and uh, and everybody in this in this like upscale club uh, starts dancing and it's full of all these like really like young and fit and good looking people uh, yeah. who are all grinding on each other um, <laughs> and celebrating the win against the ninjas wow and uh, yeah What's it called? Uh, it's, it, it's called a uh, 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 Miami Ninja Dance Machine. Uh, I love it. Uh, I'm gonna give you four points. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a f- uh, that was fun. Uh, I want to see that movie, Todd. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, well, this movie is rated R for language. Okay. Uh huh. And for a mother's sociopathic behavior. Good God. And bare bottoms. behavior language Mm. a mother's Mm. sociopathic behavior and bare bottoms bare brown (laughs) so uh, this movie oh my god it's crazy Uh, it's about these Three brothers. Uh, and uh, these three brothers, uh, uh, all simultaneously, uh, they're like Catholic uh, triplets, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. They're born within a year of each other. Uh, so they come up together and they all sort of share the same dreams and they all decide they all three want to be uh, stand up comics in the greater Boston area. Uh, oh, wow. You know, uh, and and they're all you know sort of competing with each other, and uh, the competition turns into sort of a competition of you know shock jockery in Boston because you know that's huge uh, in Boston is is uh, the shocking uh, blue comedy, so they're competing with each other and the language uh, becomes blue uh, and the uh, material becomes blue. To the point where they're just going over the top, and they get national uh, attention from the media for being so uh, offensive. I mean, like it, you know, it, all conversations about uh, you know Anderdice Clay or uh, 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 Dave Chappelle, anybody, it's it's just like forgotten about because these guys are yeah. so blue, and uh, and and it's crazy. Um, uh, but what they forget is they're, they're Bostonians, uh, and they're, uh, Irish Catholic Bostonians, uh, and they have an Irish Catholic mother who's very devout, um, and, uh, they keep her from their comedy for a while, but eventually they become famous enough, uh, especially on the regional level, so huge that she gets wind of their comedy. She starts hearing it as terrifying. Uh-oh. Uh, for her, because that's not uh, how she raised them. She raised them to be Catholic. So uh, what she does 
because she has no, uh, you know, empathy for other human beings or the pain they might suffer or whatever, is she wants to teach them a proper lesson. So uh, she um, sews them together, uh, <laughs> mouth uh, to cock and balls. She takes the cock and the balls and she shoves them completely in the mouth and sews the mouth shut. So the lower lip is like basically sewed on the, it's sewed on the taint. Like the, I think that's how it would work. Yeah, the lower lip is sewed on the taint. Like the whole, so they're just like, they spend all this time gagging. And she's like, tell me your jokes now, you little fuckers. And, they, and they're like <laughs> gagging. And uh, like, there's like barf and, and shit coming out of their noses because that's the only place it can come out. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the third act is just a, a horror show of torture with a mother, Catholic mother, torturing her children for being foul comics. Um, and. Uh, I, I see, uh, I think, I feel like Bill Burr will play the mother. Oh. Well, you rescued that with the casting of Bill Burr as the mother. Um, <laughs> until that, it was pretty, un, pretty un, unwatchable. Uh, I and, thought we and, were supposed to do a shock thing. Well, I'm not shocking. sure there was enough bare bottoms. Uh, there was more cock and balls sewn into mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in the region, but and, and, you, and, and, and oh, the title is the title of my movie is the closer full sequence. Okay, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I already wrote four, so I can't reduce that. Uh, <laughs> with the title. Uh, all right, last one. It's all it's neck and neck right now. Skeleton. Oh boy. Okay. Last one. All right, perva- pervasive. Your movie's rated R for pervasive, strong, crude sexual content. Wait, strong, crude sexual content, <laughs> including fetishes. Oh damn it! And including fetish and birds and bees discussion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, pervasive, strong, crude sexual content, including fetishes, and birds and bees discussion. Okay. Um, this is a coming-of-age story. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, 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 about a young, uh, a young fella uh, who uh, grows up uh, on the farm in the Midwest somewhere. He's not uh, any town USA. Uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, is dutiful, does his studies, uh, goes to school, does his chores, uh, leads a pretty dull, uninteresting life, um, and, uh, uh, then, uh, uh, he, uh, uh, one, uh, one summer, uh, his, uh, his, uh, cousin, uh, comes to stay, uh, at the farm, uh, mm. For the summer, and she's she's older, Mm-mm. and he starts to have feelings, mm-hmm. strange feelings he's never had before, um, uh, uh, feelings that uh, he, uh, almost a compulsion that he tries to uh, get a get a look at his cousin in her underwear uh, whenever he possibly can, and he finds that this arouses him, uh, and uh, he uh, I'm sorry, what is what, wait, what was that? Pervasive? I'm sorry, I can't read my writing. Sexual content, including fetishes. St- <laughs> strong, strong content. Okay, so 
Uh, yeah, so so he spends uh, uh, he spends this uh, summer uh, furiously masturbating to uh, his cousin in her underwear, mm. uh, and then as he uh, gets older and he goes uh, off into the world and off to school, and uh, he he finds that uh, uh, these uh, these fetishes increase in their strength and he has to find uh, people uh, uh, does he have does he have more than one cousin or does he only have the one cousin uh, he has more than one cousin, but it's it's this particular cousin that he he seeks out sexual partners that resemble her th- throughout uh, throughout his life and so the uh, other cousins are no good it's just the one cousin it's just the one cousin it's really specific. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and the only way, uh, he can be satisfied is by, uh, watching this, uh, cousin image, uh, uh, through like a crack in the door or a hole in the wall, Mm. um, while he, uh, masturbates on the other side, uh, furiously, of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, we see, uh, throughout his life, the, the different relationships that he has, uh, as, as, uh, he, uh, uh, feeds, uh, this, uh, uh, un- insatiable sexual need, uh, and, uh, we see him often, uh, 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 performing this, uh, to his own shame, uh, while Christurbating, uh, mm. uh, uh, quite often uh, in the in the full nude, but in a very kind of a tasteful low lit, uh, mostly blue uh, fill light uh, kind of situations. Um, but you can still kind of see his dork um, while he's doing it. Uh, so uh, what happens eventually, of course, is he becomes a father, and uh, he uh, uh, raises a son, and his son. Uh, gets to that certain age uh, where uh, you you have to uh, sit down and explain the ways of the world. Um, And this is kind of where uh, things go off the rails for the dad because the dad is only known uh, this uh, one way of satisfying his uh, urges. Uh, And so he has a, a discussion with his son that where he tries to explain how men and women uh, get together sexually, and and he accidentally kind of spills his uh, his secret, uh, which much to the shock and dismay of the family, and it and it like it when a boy likes the, a girl, he watches yeah, her in her underwear and watches rubs her his penis, when a boy so, likes yeah. his cousin girl and looks yeah. at her through a door hinge and uh, takes his pants what, off what's and. The, what, What's the name anyway, of this he, movie? Oh, is it keep going? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, and no, and then and uh, and of course, uh, 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 destroys his family and oh. Uh, oh, uh, shames him, uh, and he ends up uh, living alone and in, in uh, moving into uh, uh, an apartment building, and and of course, the end of the movie is uh, is next door neighbor moves in, and uh, it's his cousin. Uh, Do they fuck? Do they? Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Well, no, but he ends up looking through the door at her. Could they? Oh, they could, yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to give you four stars. Absolutely. They could totally fuck. What's your movie called? What's your perverted (laughs) movie called? Think about (laughs) It's called Cousins, dummy. (laughs) Yeah, it's Good Scars Ted Dance. All right, four points. Todd, are you ready? (laughs) No. All right, this is the last one. You want to write this down. Ready? All right, yeah. 
Your movie's okay. rated R for grisly after views of horrific and bizarre killings. Good God. Of uh, horrific? Grisly after views of horrific and bizarre killings. Okay. And for strong language. And a body puppet show. And when you say body, you mean B-A-W-D-Y or like a body? Correct, correct. Body, body. Like sexual <laughs> puppets. Body. I was yes. I was Risque. really hoping you were going to say barnyard humor for the last one. Oh, I know. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, this is uh, this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's bunch of fucking assholes. Uh, it's actually uh, it, it's a fucking sequel. That's what it fucking is. Is a uh, it's a goddamn sequel to another fucking movie. But it takes the old fucking movie. It takes its bullshit and it turns it into a fucking horror show. A horror show that will make you vomit. Uh, your soul will you'll vomit your soul out. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm on board. Tell me more. It's so awful. This whole fucking movie is horrible. And it's a sequel, and it's not a sequel to a horror movie. That's the fucked up thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it, the movie just starts, and, and you're seeing POV. You're seeing murders happen, POV. This is like... Uh, um, it's it's worse than Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's it's like uh, uh, the remake of Maniac with uh, uh, Elijah Wood, where you're seeing him like from his POV, he's like murdering people, uh, and it's crazy. It's just like you're seeing all these bizarre killings that happen. They seem maybe they involve cults like dead animals with their heads cut off. You're seeing uh, bodies, uh, both male and female, being torn asunder from, you know, neck to crotch and just the innards just pouring out. But you're seeing it from the point of view of the person making the cuts and doing the shit, and it's disgusting. And the whole fucking time, like, you hear in the surround sound this voice going, fucking, fucking shit, fuck. God, fuck, God, fuck. Never stops cursing. That's all it is. It's like a stream of cursing that you hear in the background, like in the rear speakers of the surround sound while you're watching. That's some strong language. Yeah, you're seeing these. (laughs) Yeah, super strong. And you're seeing these uh, uh, bizarre and horrific murders take place, like right in front of your eyes. Um, And then you, and then, and then in between these horrific killings, yeah. you see these amazing uh, puppet shows, but <laughs> like street street puppet shows, they're happening on the street. Like it's a guy doing marionette puppets on the street and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, these marionettes are amazing and, the, yeah. and the voice work is amazing. But the thing is, is it's so sexual. Like he has these marionette puppets like, fucking each other in these weird positions and they're talking dirty and it's really funny though like it's hilarious because you know you don't expect body puppets uh, on the street 
And then at a certain you point... You really don't. In a certain point in the movie, you see the reflection of the puppeteer who does the body puppet shows because you're seeing oh, the no. body puppet shows from the POV of the puppeteer. And? And, and, it's, and you see in a window, you see, yeah. oh, my God, it's John Cusack. Oh, the yeah. And then you realize, holy shit, yeah. John Cusack has been possessed by John Malkovich and is killing all these people for fun in uh, horrific and bizarre And what's it called, Don? It's called uh, Being John Malkovich 2, Full Sequence. <laughs> all right. You went to full sequence I, again. I, this is a bit of a shocker, but uh, I'm going to give you five. <laughs> uh, and Todd, you win by one point. <laughs> Holy shit. You pull, you, I never won. That's my you, first time. You, you pulled it out. You pulled it out in the end with, uh, with, with, with John Mal. I, I didn't know it was John... I was with you. I was like, okay, it's being John Malkovich. That's great. Cusack's a murderer. But then he was possessed by John Malkovich. That's brilliant. That was a twist that that <laughs> summed it up. Um, <laughs> that's our show, everybody. Um, I want to I wanna thank a, a handful of people. I want to thank Greta Gerwig. <laughs> uh, 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 I want to thank um, uh, Tim Roth. I'd like to thank... Um, uh, 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 Jenny McCarthy. Um, I like to thank uh, 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 Yvonne Lendl, the tennis player. Um, I'd like to thank um, uh, Richard Burton, Sir Richard Burton. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Bethany Frankel. Um, yeah. I like to thank Wade Boggs. Oh uh, yes. I'd like to thank um, um, Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, any you guys? Anyone else? I'd like to uh, thank Vic Morrow for his sacrifice. Yeesh. <laughs> anyone, anyone? Scotland? I feel like we're forgetting to thank somebody. <laughs> oh, Adam Blau. Oh, what? Right. Oh. Adam Blau, he did music for us. Thank God somebody did. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, this has been fun, you guys. It's uh, November. We're coming into the holidays. Expect big things from the film <laughs> Oh boy, this is yeah, this is our year. <laughs> We're gonna make it. 